Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. The world is becoming more and more unstable by the day, and many Americans are not waiting around to find out how bad it could get. They're making the decision to diversify their wealth with precious metals like gold and silver, and they're turning to the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. Right now, GoldCo is offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn more. That's HannityGold.com. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. So Elon Musk is dump number two, if you will, as it relates to Twitter. But what's really coming into focus for everybody is what is the role of James Baker in all of this? James Baker, of course, the chief uh, counsel for the FBI uh, during the Russiagate hoax, and uh, then a former fake news CNN uh, contributor. What What is his role in all of this? Because what was Matt Taibbi made the comment, and he is working for Elon Musk, obviously, that, in fact, uh, it was him that was vetting the documents that they would finally release from Twitter that exposed the fact that Twitter was involved in election interference and that these meetings were taking place with the FBI on a weekly basis. And the FBI was telling them, you got to be on the lookout. There's going to be, uh, you know, potentially foreign interference and hack and leak operations. And some of them might be about Hunter. At least we got that piece of information from Twitter's own head of uh, site integrity. Yoel Roth is the guy's name. Um, but what is his role and about the decision to fire James Baker uh, it, and how important that is if if Elon Musk, who he seems is sincere, wants to clean up the site. Um, James Baker, if you remember and you go back to the Russiagate hoax, he actually, you know, was still out there saying that Christopher Steele was reliable. Now, remember, I'll give you the timeline with Russiagate. In August of 2016, even Bruce Orr was warning the FBI not to use Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for Russian disinformation dossier put together by Christopher Steele. He was telling everybody it was a political document. Anyway, so the FBI decided to check it out for themselves. We learned this in the Danchenko trial. So they sent over FBI agents in early October of 2016. They offered a bounty. They offered a reward, $1 million, to Christopher Steele if he could corroborate that, in fact, the Steele dossier was was true and accurate. Well, he never got the money because he couldn't do it. 
And then by the end of October, they still use the dirty disinformation dossier that not only was not verified, it was unverifiable because it was all phony. They used that as the basis, the bulk of information to get the FISA warrant approved against Carter Page, which which then connected them to all things Trump world because of his attachment to Trump at, at different points uh, and his campaign, meaning they spied on a president and a transition team. Uh, and at that point, a presidential candidate. It's pretty unbelievable. And James Baker defended it to the end. Steele was a reliable source. No, he wasn't. In January of 2017, when Danchenko, the main source for Christopher Steele, was questioned by the FBI, he said none of it's true. It was all bar talk. Anyway, James Baker still defends it. Listen to this. So what is your view of the way the, the, the FBI interacted with Steele and how we should understand what his role was here? Well, that's a big question. So, um, look, the investigation was not predicated on the basis of the information that Christopher St Steele gave to us in the form of the dossier. That is just not, was not my understanding at the time and has never been my understanding. So just to say that flat out. Uh, Steele, at the time, my understanding was that he was thought to be a reliable source that had a, had, had a prior relationship with the FBI and brought this information to us. Look, with, I don't know how to say this other than, we're not stupid, right, the FBI. We're not stupid. You take the information and then you try to vet it. And that, my recollection is, we spent a lot, we, the Bureau, uh, the folks in the Counterintelligence Division, spent a lot of time trying to vet that information line by line. And Andrew McCabe said, without the dossier used in the FISA application, at the top of a FISA application that says verified, uh, they would never have gotten approval for that warrant. But they couldn't verify it because they couldn't give Christopher Steele the million dollars. And Steele's source said, no, none of it's true when they finally interviewed him. And their reaction to his response that it's not true was to put him on the payroll, if that makes any sense. Anyway, Greg Jarrett has a great uh, piece on his website uh, talking about the Musk decision to fire Baker and how important that decision is for cleaning up Twitter. Remember, it was Elon Musk that said, well, if you shut down dissenting voices, that is by its very definition, election interference. He further went on to say about the media trying to downplay this. Of course, they're going to downplay it because they're complicit and lying to the American public. Uh, and they were acting as uh, Twitter at the point at that time was acting as the propaganda arm for the Democratic Party. But it wasn't just Twitter. It was every big tech company was having these weekly meetings. Now we're finding out the State Department had their own separate group of people meeting with big tech companies, again, to censor important information. In this case, information that, that very likely would have had a huge impact on the 2020 presidential election. Anyway, Greg Jarrett is with us. Sir, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Amazing how James Baker clings to the lie, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a cozy little group. I... Um I spent uh, several hours reading through uh, one of uh, the deposition transcript of, of one of James Baker's pals, FBI agent Elvis Chan. It's about 400 pages long. And I find out on page 239 of Chan's that he's pals with Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, and James Baker. And it was Chan who organized these meetings with Twitter uh, leading up to the 2020 presidential election, warning them of, you know, Russian hack and dump 
uh, focusing on the Hunter Biden laptop. So naturally, with the New York Post. But, by the way, it goes a little deeper with Chan because his postgraduate thesis claimed that Russia interfered in the 2016 election to help former President Trump. And you're right. He's the one that organized these weekly meetings with big tech. Yeah, and he's pals with Baker. And, you know, the, these guys see a Russian behind every door. And, you know, there's always a Russian conspiracy going on. But they use it as an excuse, Sean, um, you know, politically. And there's uh, pretty compelling evidence that the FBI, together with Joe Biden's presidential campaign team, as well as Democratic authors, uh, were pressuring uh, Twitter and Facebook, that when this story comes out, the Hunter Biden laptop, you got to kill it. And that, of course, is exactly what they did. They had to conjure up an excuse, which was, oh, you know, it was hacked. Well, it wasn't hacked, and even the executives at Twitter knew that. And they, you know, the Twitter files show their emails saying, wait a minute, this wasn't, and we can't justify it. But it was James Baker who said, oh, yeah, well, we got to continue to censor this story. Uh, well, well they know. well they were saying internally this hacked argument is not going to hold up. It's not holding up now, and it was right. Baker that was saying no, it's holding up. Right, I exactly. And so you know what is so insidious is that uh, when Musk came in to clean up the place, uh, he didn't uh, unfortunately realize James Baker's role in the original censorship of the laptop story, and then. Baker gets into the Twitter files before Musk orders them to be handed over to a couple of journalists, and it appears as though Baker started sanitizing the Twitter files, cleansing them of any incriminating information, not just related to him, but to what his old pals at the FBI were doing in trying to kill the Hunter Biden story. So, you can't you know, make it, this up. And it was also uh, the other. It wasn't just Matt Taibbi. It was also Barry Weiss. You might remember took on the New York Times. Uh, we bring Doug Schoen into the discussion. And David uh, is a former uh, counsel uh, for President Trump, civil liberties attorney, et cetera. Uh, incredible credentials. What's your take on the overall picture in Baker's role? Um, David Schoen. I think one of the keys you said earlier is cozy little group. I think the listeners have to know the connections between all these folks. There's a connection between Comey and Baker in the private sector. Then when Baker's brought in to be general counsel of the FBI, he replaces Andrew Weissman, of all people. These are all part of a group, like-minded folks with a like-minded agenda. It's not coincidental that Baker then ends up at Twitter. I think a major question here is, what did Mr. Dorsey know about this? At the time, what was his role? You know, he's given testimony. Congress, he now is calling for the disclosure of all documents. But what happened on his watch? Because, you well, know, the, the, now, if you believe the files as they have at least up to this point been released, they say that Jack Dorsey did not know and did not have any knowledge of this. Right. That's, and, and he's calling for full disclosure. So let's have the full disclosure now. But why didn't we have checks in place? Because remember, this was a leading story at the time. When the Post came out with this and then the Post was shut down by Twitter, this was a leading story that you covered over and over again to impress on the public the lack of integrity that this showed, the, the lack of transparency. Because remember, this is a group that was at the heart of the FISA warrants, as you mentioned earlier. Those were the most intrusive mechanisms possible to invade the privacy of America. American citizens, and they didn't hesitate even to use those uh, those kinds of tools. So it goes to the very integrity. Look, we know today, Twitter, Facebook, these big companies like this 
are all provided public forum. And if the public isn't getting fair news because something because uh, somebody's finger is on the scale, they're not uh, being transparent. They're not allowing a story to come forward that's of major impact potentially on an election. We've got an extraordinary situation here. That's why it's so important to keep reporting on this now. All right, quick break. More with David Shona and Greg Jarrett on the other side. 800-941-SHAWN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. And as we continue, Greg Jarrett and David Shona with us as we talk about James Baker, his involvement uh, with Twitter and the release of these files uh, showing election interference by uh, Twitter and the FBI's involvement. If, if not for the FBI putting the, their thumb on the scales in this case, and they did it similarly in 2016, which we covered extensively, Greg Jarrett. But in this particular case, they they had the Hunter Biden laptop themselves for 11 months. I'm sure by then they would have verified that, in fact, it was real. And yeah. yet they 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 start a campaign to meet weekly with all of these big tech companies in the hopes that they can prevent this information from coming out publicly. But they should have known it's true. They should have even been prosecuting Hunter by this time. And here we are three years later, and they still haven't done anything with the laptop. And we know that it implicates his own father, Joe Biden. James Comer has said this is going to be an investigation into the president of the United States, Joe Biden. We know Joe Biden lied when he said that he never spoke to Hunter or any family member about foreign business uh, dealings. We have photographic evidence. We have Hunter's implications in his own laptop. Uh, and then we have uh, chronicled meetings that have taken place with Hunter, Joe and foreign business partners. So, you know, the FBI is corrupt on two fronts here. They prevented the information from coming out that they knew was true. And uh, secondly, they didn't do anything about what the Bidens were involved in. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you put your finger on something really important that the FBI seized the laptop in December of 2019. All right, that's almost a full year before the laptop story comes out uh, by the New York Post. Uh, but uh, how is it the FBI knew that story was coming out to warn falsely uh, the Facebook and Twitter? Because they were spying on Rudy Giuliani. And Giuliani had one of the copies of the laptop. They knew he was shopping around to be published. And so the FBI knew, well, you know, this thing's going to come out. It may come out before the election. We have to get Twitter and Facebook. And, well, this you know. is interesting you're saying this because this FBI agent, the one that wrote the postgraduate thesis that claimed Russia interfered in the 2016 election uh, to help former President Trump, the, the one that you said is friends with Baker and Strzok and Page, um, he didn't remember when he was uh, under oath uh, with the uh, Solicitor General of Missouri last week uh, right. whether or not they had ever mentioned Hunter Biden but Twitter's yeah. former head of site integrity, Yoel Roth, he remembered Hunter's name being mentioned very specifically. Yeah, I mean, who are you going to believe, the FBI guy who has a motivation to cover up or uh, the fired Twitter exec uh, who's decided to, you know, spill the beans? Everything in Chan's depot, and again, I read it last night, sworn testimony, um, uh, coincides with exactly what Yoel Roth is saying, with one exception. Chance, oh, you know, gee, I, I, gosh, I don't remember mentioning Hunter Biden. Uh, but, of course, he said we had discussions about Hunter Biden at the FBI. So, you know, look, they were prepared for this to come out, and they concocted a scheme to try to kill it 
by pressuring Facebook, and they had a perfect mole there at uh, Twitter, and that was James Baker. You know, you can't you you can't make this mold. up in a spy novel, right? Uh, well, uh, David Shum, we'll give you the last word on this. The last word is, I think, fresh air is going to be the best disinfectant. Let's get follow what Mr. Dorsey said. Get all of these documents out in the open. Then the Congress is going to have hearings on the underlying story with the laptop. I would like to say, Mr. Musk, um, I hope that uh, Merrick Garland shows good judgment and doesn't try to shut you down. What do you mean by that? Why would he try and shut him down? Well, because uh, I'm afraid that there are many forces at play. I I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But when we see how this Justice Department has weaponized the criminal justice system in the prosecutions of many people, uh, I'm worried about it. I thought Merrick Garland was above all of that, quite frankly, but he's going along with it uh, far to far to far too great a degree. Oh, I think you give Merrick Garland too much credit. I, I think that their pursuit of Donald Trump is evidence of all of that. Uh, anyway, Greg Jarrett, David Schoen, thank you both for being with us. We appreciate it. 800-941-SHAWN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, later, by the way, Rebecca Koffler will join us. Uh, we'll talk about this prisoner exchange with Russia, uh, Brittany Greiner for the Merchant of Death, and why didn't a Marine by the name of uh, Paul Whelan get released also? Uh, he should have been part of this deal. We'll get to that. Jobs. Jobs. Joe Biden can't spell it, and he can't keep them for the American people. Check out the Sean Hannity Jobs Forum today. Now, Hannity's on Coast to Coast. You know, violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. Rob Chadwick, I've met him. He's the former head of training for the FBI at Quantico. That guy, yeah. Rob and the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, they have created a free video you need to watch so you can get ready for what is coming in 2024. This video is not for everyone. It has one of America's most important law officers giving tips that very few civilians ever get to hear, and it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family. One word, defendfamily.com. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft. Everybody's home title is online, and we have criminals all over the world that will forge your signature, and basically it's a race against time to stop them before they take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, my partners at Home Title Lock, they demonstrated how criminals can do it. Now, they found the title to Linda's home online, forged her signature, stating that she sold them her home when she did not. Now, some criminal was now the owner, and that's the reality. So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign up when you use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N, and go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today. HomeTitleLock.com, promo code Sean. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds. When it hits your doorstep, well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. Rob Chadwick, I've met him. He's the former head of training for the FBI at Quantico. That guy, yeah. Rob and the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, they have created a free video you need to watch so you can get ready for what is coming in 2024. This video is not for everyone. It has one of America's most important law officers giving tips that very few civilians ever get to hear, and it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. So 
when you think of all of the people dying from fentanyl overdoses, when you think all the people dying from heroin overdoses, on average, 300 Americans a week. If you look at the border and and we now will set a record high number of illegal immigrants coming into the country this year, over two and a half million uh, under Joe Biden, we're, we're approaching five million for two years as president. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, all the other problems associated with open borders, the cost on the American people, it's impacting every single state, the preferential treatment that Joe has given them. And Joe Biden has had an opportunity, was only a little over 100 miles away from the border this week, but couldn't be bothered going down there to see firsthand what's going on at the border. Uh, when asked about it, Debbie Dingle from Michigan said, well, I don't care if Biden visits the border. He's he's seen photos. And he knows we have a problem. Does he know we have a problem? Because if he knew we had a problem, why wouldn't he go back to the the policies that worked under Donald Trump? Anyway, listen to this and listen to how callous this is. Congressman, would you, uh, woman, would you like to see him visit the border? I don't care if he visits the border or not. That doesn't, he doesn't need to visit the border to know we've got a problem. He's got people that report to him every day about what the problem is. And sometimes we fixate on these little issues. Do you think the president doesn't know we got a problem at the border and what the issues are? Wait, wait, that, I know he does. But, but not necessary to see it firsthand. That's a little issue? I, I, I think he knows it's got to be addressed. He's gotten the reports. He's seen the photos. So that's, I, I mean, I, at some point he may or may not go, but I think he knows what's got to get fixed. And you've seen him begin that process. We haven't seen him begin any process. And never mind the fact that they caught this year alone over 100 people on the terrorist watch list. How many of those people snuck through and were undetected? Anyway, let's hit our busy phones. Let's go to Texas. Dean needs to be propped up, I see, a little bit. Dean, what's on your mind? Your heart seems to be troubled. What's the matter? Well, sir, thank you for taking my call. I will tell you the reason I called is because all these issues that we're having are still going to be issues unless the country changes direction. And we just had this election, and folks are wondering, a lot of conservatives, I'm a conservative, a lot of my friends are wondering why we aren't winning these. I mean, if you look at how the socialist and hyper-spending, anti-American rant of the left candidates, we should be running away with this stuff. So the question is why we aren't. And I don't think that the damage is coming from uh, the opponents, from the Nancy Pelosi's and Joe Biden's. I think the damage is truly coming from inside of our own party. I really think, and, I'm, and I know this is going to sound like frustration or even repudiation, but it's not. I'm worried about winning in the future and changing the direction of this country to stop the illegal immigration, to stop these, these horrendous things that are going on. And sadly, the problem is when the face of the party are people like McConnell and Graham and Romney and Collins and Kramer, all these people that supported the one trillion dollar infrastructure plan, uh, it becomes very difficult for people like me to look at my friends, my conservative friends and say, go vote, go vote. We'll change things. No, we won't, because these same people. Are well, let there. me ask you, was it worth voting flag. for Greg Abbott? No, I you don't think so. Greg Abbott. I voted out if, if you was it, is, it, is it worth voting in Texas for Ted Cruz? Because I would vote for Ted Cruz and yeah. RP. Yes. Ted Cruz is one of the exceptions. To me, Ted Cruz is taking heat because he's standing by the conservative principles he believes in. Greg Abbott is is far and away better than Beto O'Rourke, who shouldn't be a candidate, in my opinion, for dog catcher. 
But uh, I, I, listen, I'm not saying that Greg Abbott is perfect. I think he's done a good job as governor, which is why he won by double digits in his reelection. Let me right. let me but let me let me let me let me concede a point to you. There there are there is a battle between the establishment wing of the Republican Party and the more conservative wing of the Republican Party, the America First wing, the Make America Great wing, if you will. Uh, that is real. That's not fake. That's not phony. Um, but there are certain fundamentals that both sides, at least on paper, say they agree with. You know, one would be energy independence. One would be going back to the Trump policies on on the border. Uh, another one would be the belief in law and order and safety and security. Most Republicans I know want school choice. Uh, most want uh, conservatives on the bench. So there, there are enough. There's enough low hanging fruit. There's enough ninety ten eighty twenty issues that we can agree on. Um, no party's giver is is going to have full agreement on everything. Although the Democrats seem to. Um, it sounds I, I like in a way you, you but you I must point out that there are some things that you I, in my opinion now this is just my opinion but I think yep. there's some things you can compromise on I think there's some things that you can negotiate with principles are not one of them principles are the thing that make you who you are uh, I, and and I well, give me specific examples. Like, I would agree with you on the Second Amendment. We shouldn't compromise. I would agree with you on we on shouldn't compromise Amendment. on the border. We shouldn't compromise on energy. We shouldn't compromise on law and order. We shouldn't compromise on education. What what specifically are you worried about? Spending? Is that okay. the main issue? In, in Texas, I have to go by Texas because I know this one because that's where I'm from. In Texas, the GOP has a set of principles. This is in addition to their platform, which is very large, but they have 10 principles. Among these principles are things like smaller government, lower taxes, self-reliance. These things are all things that I think not just Republicans, not just conservatives, but a lot of Americans agree on. But it seems like that when people get elected to these offices and they have an R after their name, they quickly turn on these when their political self-interest becomes an issue. And, some some, and they, some do and some don't. And, I mean, and, and I can give you an example of it in Texas, mm -hmm. if you'd like. Yeah. In Texas, there's a couple of examples. And I, and I have to say, before I say this, Texas voters, and this was across the board, Republicans and Democrats, cross-party lines, was 45.7% of the 17.7 .7 million registered voters in Texas, which is down 7.3% from 2018 midterms. And the reason I looked that up was because I felt like there was less voting, and it's because we're not charged. Had Ted Cruz been on there, I think there would have been more people. Ted Cruz is a principled man, at least from what I've seen. Uh, but, for instance, Greg Abbott. Greg Abbott still has the emergency uh, disaster COVID-19 declaration in place to this very day that puts us in the likes of california illinois georgia whereas most red states have dropped this there's no reason to continue it our texas speaker a republican named dade Phelan, continues to seat democrats on committee chairs just so that he can keep the speakership whether you agree with these or not, when I talk to conservative friends, they look at these examples. They're not stupid people. Most of the Americans I've met are certainly smarter than me. And they look at this stuff. They see it. They go, why? It's, it's the same person with a different letter after their name. Why should I get excited about voting for that person? 
The Democrats have a horrible agenda, in my opinion, but it does. Look, if if you're saying to me that there are rhino Republicans, I'm acknowledging and conceding the point. If you're saying to me that there's not a dime's worth of difference between the Democrats and the Republicans, I would say that just isn't true. Uh, Even even Republicans that are more in the middle or or even more to the left or rhino Republicans, as we call them. Um, look, it, politics is not science. It's it's part part principles are scientific. It's you stay on your principles, you stand on them. There is an art of politics. And part of it is you have to work with groups of varying groups of people that have differing philosophies, governing philosophies. And it means you a lot of times when you're putting together a bill or whatever it happens to be that you're not going to get everything that you want, but you got to fight hard to get as much as you possibly can. And is any any bill ever really going to be perfect? Well, I mean, sometimes, but not that's usually not the case. Um, it sounds like you're a little too discouraged by it. But my my advice to you is rather than pull back from the process is to get more engaged in the process. And if you really feel that strongly about all these things, and I hear a lot of passion in you, then I think you ought to consider putting your hat in the ring and getting in the state legislature and getting a leadership position and and start pulling people over to your side and winning the argument, the more conservative arguments that you want won. Does that make sense? Because, I mean, we could sit and bitch and moan about the imperfection of it all, or we can do something about it. It does make sense, but I don't want to deviate from the main point, which was these were examples of passion. Look, uh, again, please understand, I am not supporting any leftist or liberal agendas. The liberals have tapped into a passion. It's a negative passion, but it's a passion nonetheless. If the Republicans don't stand and fight for these principles, and I'll tell you where it has worked. It's not just negative. Look at Florida. Florida had an increase in conservative voters. Why? They didn't show up because the voting process was better. They showed up because they believe in Ron DeSantis, and they know he'll fight for them, and they'll go and fight for him. It is a map for us to follow. That's what we need, and we need it in our leadership. In spite of what you say, I can't snap my fingers, and tomorrow will be the Senate Majority Leader. But we have You can begin the process. Uh, listen, listen you live in a, in a you live in a pretty darn good state that is about one of the most conservative in the country, and it's the reason why so many people want to leave their states and move to your state. Uh, I'm sure your system's not perfect. I'm sure the people that run the state are not perfect. However, I mean, you're in a much better position, I can tell you, than a lot of other states around the country. And if you think that you have ways to improve the system. Form a group of people, start meeting with these elected officials, start telling them what what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and what you want them to do. Um, I'm I'm trying to give you an answer, and and when I do, you just seem to pull back from that and go back to your, your list of grievances. Okay, you've got your grievances. You've explained them. I understand them. They make sense to me. Now I would argue, go do something about it. All right? That's my advice to you. Uh, I hope that helps, Dean. Quick break. We'll come back. 800-941-SEAN. Our number if you want to be a part of the program. All right, let's get back to our busy phones here. Uh, Natasha is in Ohio next on the Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Natasha? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for for taking my call. My question is about 
possible consequences for these people and organizations that are complicit in, in this Hunter Biden laptop free speech suppression ordeal. I mean, I, I know we're used to people on the left getting away with everything under the sun, but I, I think the severity of these blatant violations against the American people and the First Amendment uh, demand accountability and real consequences. And I, I want to know what that might look like. I mean, is that lost the job? You, you know what might end up being a blessing that with the Republicans winning the House and having a, a smaller majority than some anticipated, it might result in them doing things in a more bold way, because I think the conservative caucus within the Republican Party in Washington is going to demand it, meaning the yes. Freedom uh, the freedom Caucus, for example, and, and others. They're going to demand it. And I think what's going to happen, and I hope it happens, I hope they unite together behind a real agenda, and they don't stop until they fulfill every every single issue that's on their top priority list. You know, look, one thing happened this week, we haven't spent a lot of time on it, but uh, as a result of Republicans fighting, they actually got the military vaccine mandate uh, provision removed uh, from the uh, what I hope will not be an omnibus bill. I hope it's going to be a continuing resolution on spending. I think yeah. that is a huge win for the military, number one, and and hopefully it, that'll eliminate the mandate from every for everybody else as well. Yeah, um, I think it's I, a, a, we we have a real opportunity here with with the evidence that has come about and and with Elon, what Elon Musk has done. I, I mean, to uh, to capitalize on. You know, taking some of these people down, it, it just it people need Listen, to. Listen, this is this is a particular point of frustration for me. I spent three years exposing the Russia collusion hoax, and it, yeah, there was a very small group of us that were digging deep every single day, and we right. actually got every every fact right, and we proved what they did, and nobody was really held accountable. It's a shame. I, I, However, the American people here. did learn. What's that? I, I don't want that to happen again. I, I feel like they, that happens over and over again. And I agree. It does. With you. It, it, we don't have equal justice under the law in this country anymore. You know, and that, you know, but hopefully over time, you know, we'll click this. This might be the tipping point that cleans up the FBI. The FBI should be the world's premier law enforcement agency. It's not. It needs to reclaim that title. And the only way they'll do that is cleaning it up. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter. The Burner, less lethal, pistol launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. 
Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, where every penny you have could all be tracked. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. That's HannityGold.com.